Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another segment of the Cisco and Falcon Hour broadcast in politics. And tonight we have a special guest, Peter Kent Navarro, He's an American hero, an American economist, and author. He served in the Trump administration as the assistant to the president, director of trade and manufacturing policies, and the National Defense Production Act policy, and one of my heroes. Mr. Navarro, welcome. I've got to hand it to you. Of all the years I've been doing stuff, nobody's ever used my middle name. You were literally the first. So <laughs> I, did, I, did my, I didn't I, even recognize who it was supposed to be, and then I go, oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I did my homework. I did my homework. Yeah, you. All right. We have, we have, we have the lines uh, just waiting, so I don't, I, I don't want to talk too much. Uh, Mr. Navarro, I definitely want to touch right away on the current OSHA vaccine mandate. I know you were one of the leaders in regards to the, uh, to the push of the, uh, the, the vaccine out there. Uh, what's your position now with uh, the vaccine mandate that OSHA just put on hold? Well, it's a ridiculous mandate. Well, let me start there. But, but let me go, go to my, you know, my role in the whole vaccine because I think it's instructive because my opinion I think is more informed than most in the sense I actually had a hand in developing the vaccine. So in the Untrimmed Time book, I, I, I lay all this out. So let me take you back mm-hmm. to February 9th, 2020. Uh, I'm in the old executive office building in my office. Uh, the president um, very concerned about the pandemic privately, and uh, he's letting me know that I need to kind of focus on this. So I write a memo that says that if we act now, okay, remember, this is February 9, 2020, very early in the pandemic. Fauci is still saying not to worry, and it's the flu, don't worry. <laughs> um, I write a memo that says if we act now, we can have a vaccine by October or November, right? And that was like, that was prescient, bold, but it was done because I thought we could do it in a third of the time uh, using the business acumen of President Trump. And, and we moved from a uh, sequential development process to a simultaneous one that basically shaved more than a year off the process. Okay, so that's, that's kind of the background. But as I was writing that memo, I would draft subsequent memos that, that said right off the bat, look, the vaccine's not going to be a silver bullet. It's not going to be 100%. It's going to be leaky. And we also had to develop a wide range of therapeutics uh, to help people who get sick so that we can moderate symptoms and take death off the table. So that's the backstory, right? We, we never thought the vaccine uh, was, was an was a end-all, be-all, right? Never did we ever dream it would be used as a weapon to take people out of their jobs, right? And so as, as we look at the chessboard today, the, the universal <coughs> VAC policy is both bad economics and bad science. The bad economics of it are simply that we're in the worst supply chain crisis I've ever seen, mm-hmm. yet we're taking longshoremen and truckers and pilots um, <clears throat> and, and other people who are part of that supply chain and, and firing them because they don't want to participate in the vax policy. So that that's like crazy. That's just that's just wrong economically. But but <clears throat> from a public health point of view, 
Um, I've done some work uh, subsequent to my time in the White House with uh, this guy, uh, Dr. Robert Malone, yeah. who actually um, was the inventor of mm-hmm. the RNA technology for this experimental vaccine. It's not really a vaccine. It's more like um, it's, it's a RNA technique to provoke an immune response. You don't get the same result as you get with, like, polio or uh, or smallpox, right? So our position is that uh, because of the risk involved with the vaccine, you should only give it to uh, the most vulnerable, senior citizens with a high likelihood of mortality or people with comorbidities. Everybody else, it's therapeutics. You know, you talk to your physician, you, you evaluate your risk. The last thing we should be doing is giving it to healthy people Maybe absolutely shouldn't give it to anybody who's already had the vaccine as antibodies and keep it away from our children. My God, that is like child abuse. So um, <clears throat> trying to twist the law like Biden's doing um, in the name of bad science is, is just wrong. So there's your answer. Definitely. So do, we, do, we, do you feel that the mandate is going to hold up with the uh, Fifth and Sixth Circuit Court and OSHA will continue to follow what the circuit courts are going to be uh, dictating. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a big overreach. I did a lot of work with the president on. Uh, I'm an economist, but I did some law um, when I was at an economist in utility regulations. I know my way around case law, and and so and I know my way around writing executive orders and the kind of statutory authorities you need. Um, this is a big overreach in terms of what, what they're trying to do. So th- there's no way the courts are going to uphold um, or, or, or allow Biden to do this. What's remarkable, though, is Biden's willingness to simply ignore the court's rulings and keep doing what he's doing. I mean, it's, it's a dangerous precedent that he's mm-hmm. setting that it could really uh, create some problems down the road. I mean, it's just there's so many things that the Democrats are doing just to flaunt the law that's going to come back uh, back to bite them. Um, well, you know, yeah, I'd like to chime in with that. Like, for instance, uh, with the foreclosures, what, they had the uh, Office of Dog Catcher uh, do a dictate uh, uh, suspending foreclosures, and uh, the courts came in and said stop, and they refused to do so. They just ignored them. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, a it's, cheap I government mean, agency. Yeah, I, it's just wrong. I mean, it, it's uh, we're, we're. I mean, look, the in-Trump time book's important be, for for a number of reasons. One, first of all, Fauci needs to be out of government and, and in jail. That, that I can't. I would be remiss in not mentioning that on the air. Yes, the in-Trump yes. time book proves that case. We got to hold China accountable uh, for uh, <clears throat> attacking this country with the virus as it has. But but the epilogue of the book um, is in some sense kind of the way forward, and you know I'm, I've got a few years on me, and I've just never seen things um, as bad um, economically or politically or civilly um, in my lifetime. I mean, you know, I was around for the '60s. Um, I saw the president and Martin mm-hmm. Luther King and Bobby Kennedy get assassinated and. Uh, I saw the 70s stagflation. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's like there's been, we've had some hard times in this country, but this, there's just something wrong about what's going on here because there's no, 
there's no sense of of America anymore, particularly on the left, um, mm-hmm. where where they just they just, it's just it's just we're out of tune and out of touch, and it's like um, something's got to give here, and I don't know what's going to be. Sure, you, uh, you know Mr. Navarro, uh, this wait, hold, hold, hold this on. This is all intentional by uh, radical leftist Marxists that just want to, uh, you know, destroy and wreck anything Western and anything pertaining to American civilization and American way of life. Uh, that's what I think is going on. This is purely intentional. You know, when Obama was president, I tried to coin the phrase, and I wouldn't catch it on, economic masochism. Because that's what Biden does. <laughs> well, not Biden, but the, the people behind him. Well, the thing that troubles me um, is the asymmetry uh, between allowing BLM and Antifa to sow chaos and anarchy, uh, burning buildings, doing all manner of things. Um, and then if something happens on the on the right side of the spectrum, those are the people who, who get pursued, go to jail, get charged, whatever. And the BML, Antifa, chaos people, yeah, they just like, it's like nothing happened. You look at oh, what yeah, happened well, on Capitol Hill. They're the stormtroopers for, for, for the Democrats. And... Uh, uh, the, and, Definitely. you know, in Mussolini's year, it was the black and tan. And, uh, yep. you know, and then you had the Stasi in East Germany, the KGB. Uh, our entire defense apparatus seems to be weaponized. Now we find out they're tagging parents. And haven't, didn't I catch this? Haven't now two parents been rounded up by the FBI? Have you heard anything about that? <clears throat> Well, I look. Uh, they went in and uh, with search warrants in uh, Colorado this week uh, because investigating parents. Yeah, it's like this is like crazy stuff. I mean, I'm yeah. literally within a stone's throw of the Department of Justice, and I don't recognize it anymore. I mean, Merrick yeah. Garland, he, he he might have been a Supreme Court justice. You may have put that guy on the Supreme Court, and there's no 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 integrity for the law, but. You know, um, I, I think it's probably important to talk now. You know, one of the, the, the end of the In Trump Time book deals a lot yes. with yes. what happened on November 3rd. And, look, I am I would say you can count on one hand the, pe- the people who have studied that election uh, as much as I have. I mean, I, I, I started doing it in the White House. There's a great chapter in the In Trump Time book about how on Thanksgiving Day in November I began that process. And there's no question that this election was stolen. So here's the question I would ask. If you and I were sitting there in November of 1961, and we knew then what we know now, which is that Kennedy stole the election from Nixon, what would we do? Would we say, well, let's run Nixon in 64, or would we say, no, let's, let's get the White House back through the courts? And, and, you know, my, my uh, strong preference, of course, is, is to right the wrong now rather than kind of say, oh, yeah, they, they just stole it and we'll get them next time. Uh, Peter, uh, uh, 254, you have a question for Mr. Navarro. Yes, um, I had a question. Um, do you think Trump will run again? Uh, think, 
who will run again? Trump. Yeah. Uh, well, to, to the question I just said, it's like I I I don't like that to think about 2024 because my focus is on uh, 2020. What happened on November 3rd? By the way, somebody on this call needs to put their mute button yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Let me uh, let me uh, let me let me go ahead and, and do that. How about now? Yeah, 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 not me. So, yeah, I think it's it's a distraction to to talk about 2024 when okay. when we haven't resolved the the 2020 issue. And 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 I think what we need is a full forensic audit in each of the six battleground states and maybe right. some other states as well. And and so I don't, you know, I'm uh, that's how I like to answer that question. All right. Uh 908 Uh, no. Oh, four three three. Do you have uh, do you have do you have a question? Um, well, I I, I want to go back to Trump and the vaccines because here in New Jersey we're seeing a lot of vaccine injuries, a lot of people with seizures, dying, uh, brain blood clots, brain aneurysms, literally all around me, and they're also children now, twenty um, year old kids, forty year old men. Does how does he still like call it a beautiful shot or whatever he what he's saying it on TV? Why is, does he not know about all these people that are dying and being hurt by this shot? Uh, look, I I always let the president speak for himself. I've had a conversation with him about um, candidly about about the risk. Issues, so I'll, I'll let him speak for that. Here's the way I think I, 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 we need to have our public officials think about this issue. There's no question there's some significant risks associated with taking these experimental vaccines. Women, menstrual problems, uh, children, uh, professional athletes, myocarditis, um, you get Bell's palsy. There's all sorts of things that can happen with the vaccine. So if you're a senior citizen over, say, 75, and you get COVID, your risks of dying are pretty high. So, so when you evaluate your risk of the vaccine versus the risk of dying, you're likely to get the vaccine because that risk of dying is, is more than the risk of the vaccine. But if you're a child where there's virtually no risk of dying from COVID, then there's no way your risk assessment leads to the idea that you should get vaccinated. So those are the kinds of ways we should think about the, this, uh, this this jab that uh, Fauci uh, and, and Biden want to give you. And it's just, I mean, the thing about, you know, I've heard like, you get take a guy like Kyrie Irving in the, um, yep. in the NBA or Aaron Rodgers in the NFL. I've heard those guys in speak more sense in 60 seconds than I've heard Fauci speak in a year and a half. <laughs> that is true. So, uh, anyway. We have, have another, another question. Yes, yeah, 304, you have a question from Mr. Navarro. Uh, yes. Um, I'd like to know your opinion on uh, the Pfizer now coming out with saying they need 50 years to um, mm, release data. Question on uh, this so-called sure. vaccine. What would your opinion on that be? I think it's a joke myself, 
and I, I just, I just don't understand it. Fifty I, I, years. I didn't, I didn't. See- I didn't see that. Are you saying that Pfizer doesn't want to release their data? Is that what you Yeah, mean? the Freedom of Information Act. Yes. Oh, I see. All right, let me tell you about yeah, Pfizer. They want 50 years. I want you to read my book in Trump time yes. about Pfizer and Borla. I lay that guy out and I splay him and fill him like a fish. <laughs> Along with Fauci, the guy is evil. Um, there's, uh, I'm into homages in the In Trump Time book, and I got a couple to Perry Mason, like, and, and <laughs> there's a there's a chapter called The Curious Case of the Delayed Vaccine, where I illustrate mm-hmm. how this sleazy guy Borla pulled pulled a, a kind of a three card money game in order to prevent President Trump from getting a victory related to the vaccine. And uh, look, Pfizer has this long history of breaking the law and hiding stuff and doing scurrilous things. So <clears throat> when they say they're invoking freedom of inv- whatever, they want to protect their data, that's just because <clears throat> they've been found doctoring it. I don't trust them as far as I can throw them, and um, I, I deeply resent the billions they're going to make um, off this crisis. Yes. This should be a nonprofit enterprise, and they're just uh, – they're just. Uh, but, but, but do, do if you can – Hey, look, if you don't want to read read books and you like to listen to them, this one's cool because I actually had uh, a lot of the people who appear in the book do their own speaking. So Bannon's okay. in it, Corey Lewandowski, um, Victor Davis Hanson, The Bosses has a little uh, little cameo in it. So, yeah, but Borla's a bad bad dude. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, is that... that um... Was your question answer? Yes, uh, yeah, that's you know good, it good. pretty much well is so yes, and thank you very much, Peter. Yeah. So uh, another, I know the supply chain you, you touched on a little uh, briefly, but that, this whole situation in California, I, I know you you went to school in California, uh, Cal Irvine University. <laughs> so, what's the uh, current situation? In your opinion, how is this going to be resolved? Because now they're basically penalizing each of the uh, cargo, I think $200 a day. Yeah. And, some, and some of them now are getting rerouted. They're going to Texas and, and, and Florida. Yeah, this is like the beatings will continue until morale improves. I mean, these people have no clue about how to run a supply chain. And you, you had like, I mean, look. When I was when I was in the White House, it was a mission. It was like being on a, a ship at sea, right? It was twenty four seven, and the and the, when I found out that Pete Buttigieg t- took not not two days or two weeks off, but two friggin' months, um, <laughs> in the middle of the worst supply chain crisis ever in this country, it's like, no, you can't do that. Don't do that. Um, the, the bigger issue here, but besides the fact that, that that Biden is exacerbating the crisis with his universal vax policy and putting longshoremen off on the unemployment line, besides that, it's like you have to embrace the central Trump philosophy of buy American, hire American, make mm-hmm. it here. If you have your factories here, you'll have your supply chains here. They'll be resilient. If you ship them offshore, they'll be fragile at best and broken at worst. Right. So the four years I was there, I, I was like the lead guy on mm-hmm. supply chains from making sure that 
they they were they were um, coming home, and we had some success at that. And the second term, we would add a lot more. But but yeah, but how 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 don't understand? But Peter, how how did we get to the point where eighty percent of our medicine is uh, made in China? Well, I wrote the executive order. Again, it's all in the In Trump Time book. I had to battle to get that in, but I think it was the finest executive order of the dozen or so I wrote. Basically, I'm bringing our essential medicines home um, along with our our critical medical um, supplies. And um, Look, um, back to that question about Pfizer, there's a little riff in the In Trump Time book about how these Pfizer guys would come in in their Gucci shoes and they'd look at me like I was some primitive nativist because all (laughs) I wanted to do was bring the supply chains home. And it's like, tell me, yeah, we can't do that. And it's like, it's like, no, 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 you can do that. I mean, look, these companies, they, they like the sweatshops of Asia. They, they love cheap labor in, uh, in China. They love no air pollution regulations in India. It's our job as a government uh, to rein that in. And, you know, they got a lot of money to elect candidates, so they win more often than they lose. And it's, you know, that's the downside of democracy. Definitely. I, I know we're running a little a bit more of, of your time, and I don't want to abuse your time, but uh, 539, do you have a, a question for Peter? No, uh, I don't. I'm just um, listening to this very interesting conversation. <laughs> Peter, uh, 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 plug in your... One last question, and then I've I got a scoot here, and I yeah. apologize plug, for that. Well, plug in your book, and I know you have the Navarro Report, which I got a chance to read. And I really enjoy it. But plug in your, your uh, website and, and your book. Sure. Ed, Ed, look, uh, in Trump time, it's a, a journal of America's plague year. Please go to Amazon right yeah. now. Get that mm-hmm. book. Get, some, get it as a gift for somebody else. Right. Um, you can get more information at my website, peternavarro.com. And mm-hmm. um, I'm on uh, Getter, which is the Twitter killer, yeah. um, at uh, Real P. Navarro. So I, I really enjoy talking to you guys. I love going like from Texas to New Jersey. It's like whiplash <laughs> ideologically. But um, thanks for Def- listening, folks. And um, well, help appreciate- me out with this book thing because De- uh, unless we get the truth out, uh, the lies are going to prevail. Definitely, Peter. We'll, we'll we'll be in touch and and we will promote your book. All right, my friend. Uh, yes, all right. Bye. All right. Have have a great uh, great night. God bless. Thank you. Thank you. That was that was Peter Navarro, his new new latest book in Trump Time, a journal of America's plague years. Wow, it, very interesting to um, to have Mr. Navarro on the uh, on the line tonight. Anyway, uh, Mark, what did yes. you think uh, in regards to what he mentioned mentioned in regards to the uh, the virus, I mean the virus, the vaccine. Oh, well, you know, I haven't taken it myself, you know, and I'm uh, pushing 68. I, I saw a stat, 94% of people over 65 have taken the vaccine. Well, I'm part of the yeah. 6%. Um, yeah, I feel that taking a vaccine for a germ with over a 99% survival rate is not necessary. I think giving it to children is abuse. 
Uh, I was in a, I, th- I think I said this last week. I was in a pharmacy, and I saw them giving, you know, the two parents wearing masks where you don't have to now in New Jersey, thank God. Um, the two parents are wearing masks, and they're forcing their child who's crying to get the vaccine. I, I, hmm. I thought it was such a sin. I, I think this, this mandate, the point of the mandate is, again, to intentionally hurt the American economy in every way and to hurt they don't want less EMTs, less firemen, less corrections officers, less police, less border guards. That's terrific with them because, because don't forget, they're the ones that support complete lawlessness. And they back it, they, they, they provide bail. They have prosecutors that just abruptly drop charges. And in the meantime, you know, what I wanted to talk to Peter, I wanted to ask him what he thought about Pelosi's gulag. These people st- still in solitary confinement in holding. Now, this burns me up because I could have been one of these poor bastards. You know, the FBI did come to my freaking house. You know, I didn't get pulled out, thank God. But, uh, I, you know, I'm sympathetic with these people. I don't know how I'd be reacting in there. And then then I hear that now I understand that they're, they're piping in uh, CRT propaganda BS, you know, and trying to brainwash them. And now our poor patriots are having to go in open court and go, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, uh, CRT <laughs> is good. Affirmative action is terrific. White people suck. You know, this is, this is not America. We have the FBI rounding up parents, surveilling everyone. The, the entire surveillance state has been turned against the citizens. All the fears yeah. about the Patriot Act have come true. They're realized. We now have a Gestapo, and, and, and even worse than a Gestapo because their, their capabilities are so enhanced. Uh, the, the Gestapo can only dream of the capabilities these people have. It's sickening. Definitely, definitely. To me, what compounds it, well, i got to finish, what compounds it is the silence of the GOP leadership. Where the hell is their voice? I'm done. Right. Right. So we're basically the rest of the uh, hour um, remaining. It's open open forum. Uh, 654, you have any comments? in regards to what's being discussed and what would you like to discuss the remaining time? Who, me? 254. 254. Oh. 254? Oh, okay. Um, I'm just thinking about um, what is our president doing, taking a nap and letting all these uh, young people, healthy people, take the so-called vaccine and all of them all these people are dying and they're actually contagious to everybody else and he said nobody's doing anything about it right right that's uh that, that that's horrible and and especially with the uh the current situation that uh, we're facing but at least the good news is that uh for now osha and the fifth and the, uh, the fifth circuit has put a stop to it for now, so uh, let me see. Uh, four three three, nine zero eight four two three. 
Any comments um, in regards uh, to, I know you had some comments for Mr. Navarro, but in regards to the, uh, and I got 304 and 519 next. Mm-hmm. In regards to what? The vaccine? Yeah, yeah. The whole, you yeah. know, having Mr. Navarro and, you know, I think you made a valid point regarding uh, uh, the former president being proud of uh, achieving that he was the first. Uh, but, like, I think uh, Mr. Navarro was basically very upfront in regards to that was not the intention to push it that way for everyone. So wondering if maybe that wasn't the vaccine that even was made under Trump, that they switched it out and made it what it is now. Um, I have no idea to try to pin it on him that when all these people start dying, because like the lady before me just said, why is nobody stopping this? I, I, when I tell you there's people dying all around me and getting sick all, I mean, we have a 20 year old very close to us yesterday that he had the vaccine and now he is fighting for his life in the hospital. He is on a ventilator. His, his kidneys are not functioning. His, his pancreas exploded. Um, Wow. In multiple failure. He was a healthy soccer player down at Rowan college. And now this 20 year old precious boy is fighting for his life. And, and this is just one out of how many, how many kids are we going to let die before we stand up and say enough? And why, why, how do these parents not know to not vaccinate their children? I, I'm no rocket scientist, but I've researched and found all this info. And I just, how do we together as people that know the truth, get this out there to stop more death? Because it's right. happening everywhere in New Jersey. Everyone. Mark, 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 uh, yes. any response to that? Uh, no, no, any... I, I completely, I completely concur with with this caller. Uh, I am, I'm shocked that someone, you know, this poor young man was the, was it mandated by Rowan that he take the shot and get vaccinated, or was his parents' decision? You know, that's a question I would have. Uh, Rowan, Rowan was was definitely bullying the kids into getting it. Um, thank God my nephew, was he put in a religious exemption, and they accepted his religious exemption. Um, but most of the soccer players, I think, did take it because they were – they are – there's a lot of pressure of, on these kids to do this. And then um, I think his mom had cancer um, and was fighting cancer, and, and so they were all doing it to help her. Yeah, I see. Understandable. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not uh, anti-vaccine for people that want to take it. I'm just anti-mandating it and forcing people. Right. I think I think everyone here is not uh, anti-jab, but but I think uh, we are not for. Okay, we have one listener that. uh, How how about three or four? Who who asked a very good question that a lot of people have not seen. Uh, she's never called here before, but for, for some reason she's she's not uh, she, her number is there, but it's, she's not saying anything. But she made a point about the uh, Pfizer came out today and said that they don't want their data, 
the, their information about the so-called vaccine to be re- not revealed, not be able to be seen until 2076, 55 years from today, you know, under the Freedom Information Act, which you're allowed to basically ask. So anyway, 304 is not a- answering by now. Uh, yeah, I think that, that this whole thing... Uh, has to be thrown out, and I think it will. I'm not so confident about the Supreme Court, you know, because Roberts, you know, he can go either way. And and Amy Barrett, you know, uh, it's another one that you know she she's flaky. So I'm kind of kind of nervous about if this goes directly to the Supreme Court. Anyone, anyone else has a, an opinion in regards to that? My only opinion is that I'm anti-vaccine because I don't think it's, I think there's something in there that we shouldn't be getting. Do you understand what I mean? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's, uh, anyone else? Uh, I'll say something. Um I think that it should be your choice because in my family, I have uh, family members that have taken the shot, but I'm anti-vaccine. I don't want to take it. I don't have to. I have medical reasons not to. And it's, I feel that it's their choice, but it's also their choice if they go into the hospital and get very sick. They made the choice. Yep. I uh, yeah, it's, it's, it comes down to freedom of choice, you know. Deciding, I mean, we have this is going on. You know, this is not for everyone who's out there listening. It's, this is not a United States problem. In Austria, in, in Germany, they are basically saying to the unvaccinated, unjab folks, you cannot go out. Guess what? For four days in Austria, if you were not jabbed or you were unvaccinated, you were locked in your apartment and house. The, the numbers of COVID infections went up. The hospitals are basically overrun. So we don't have a pandemic of the unvaccinated. We have a pandemic of the vaccinated. Anyone wants to uh, chip in on that? Well, I agree. That's all I could say. Okay. Because everybody's been getting, the people that have been getting the vaccine, they get COVID. And, you know, and the ones who are unvaccinated are pretty good. Unless they keep your immune system going, you're all right. Correct. Well, and also uh, there's... I'm going to chime in. I'm going to... I've been saying... Go ahead. Go ahead, ma'am. No, no, no. You're fine. Go. I was going to say, I've been saying this from day one. We were lied to for four straight years about everything. What does, well, how can anyone think that they were starting to tell us the truth about this? I don't. I think it's BS from word one. You know, what, what a lot of people forget, you look at the CDC website and it says like 700 something thousand americans now don't forget a while back they came out when the number was 600 something thousand and they said well it's really just 10 percent of that and uh, everyone's forgotten that how convenient 
We haven't even had 100,000 deaths. In a bad flu season, we'll have uh, 60-something thousand deaths. Right. And uh, so that's why I'm, I won't take the vaccine. That's why uh, I, from day one, I've called this BS. I agree. I agree. Anyone else? Anyone else? I definitely agree. Uh, I can tell you hey. that, excuse me, uh, the ventilators that they talked about, how much they wanted them and they got them, uh, it wasn't the ventilators they needed the most, it's the oxygen that they need the most. I've had the, the so-called virus. I've had it. And the first thing they did was make sure that I had oxygen when I got home. That's the big thing mm. when you get the virus. Very very good information there. Uh, anyone else? Can I just ask a question? And I don't. I really don't know the answer to this, and it might be stupid. But why? Why are we following CDC, NIH, WHO? All these. All these three-letter agencies. They're not. Um, we don't vote for these people, yet they're making all the decisions for our livelihood, our life, our health. And, I mean, mm-hmm. can they recommend things and us not have to do it? How do they force us to do things when we haven't even voted these people to anything? That's a very, very good, very good question. Mark, you want to take that? Yeah, uh, well... <sighs> Of course we haven't, but have you, if you haven't noticed, we're dealing with a lawless administration. They're ignoring laws that they don't like and strictly enforcing other laws with political opponents. So, uh, yeah, uh, there, there's issues definitely about it. Well, one of, one of the good things that happened today besides um, having a – Peter on, on the show was also the fact that Ron DeSantis, the, the, the great governor of the state of Florida, he signed into, in, into law banning any company from firing anyone that does not want to take the so-called jab and to honor religious exemptions, medical exemptions. I think Governor DeSantis is going against the grain, and that's good. Anyone? I love I oh, love yeah. Sanders. <laughs> That's all I can say. He's good. Do we think yeah. think Murphy? Do we think Murphy's going to do the same? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Not. Give him a week, and no. he's going to start forcing us to take him. Yeah. Now, also, don't don't forget. We, you know, even though there's five governors involved, let's just talk about New York and New Jersey, Cuomo and Murphy. We had the hospital ship in the harbor. We had the Javits Center outfitted to to take hospitalizations. Instead, for purely political reasons, they sent these elderly COVID people back into the nursing homes. These people are mass murderers, and I don't hear anything about that. Cuomo's out of office because uh, he, he uh, copped a field, supposedly, but, but he killed 10,000 people. That's okay. That 
fact really disturbs me that that's not being banged, that's not being pursued, and they're not being prosecuted. And there's three other governors that did the same thing. And this affects me personally because my father-in-law, the last two months of his life, spent in complete isolation because we couldn't visit him because of COVID. So not only did these people, where they shipped in there and died, they died alone. How how sadistic is the word? Thank you. That's disgusting. Yeah. 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 Something else horrible. And I heard, I heard Murphy, Murphy did it too. Oh, yeah, yes, they both Murphy did. did it. And, and, and Murphy could have sent people to the hospital ship. It was in the harbor. You know, the harbor is shared by New York and New Jersey. That's right. But this is, this is, this is getting to be uh, – uh, we're heading in a very, diff- uh, very bad direction. Today, Bank of America, which I'm not going – I'm going to cancel all my credit cards for Bank of America. They are initiating a pilot program separating Jack folks, folks that are, uh, have, been, have taken the shot, from folks that have not taken so you're, they're basically creating two different segments in, in order to bring people back. Now, if you look at it from my perspective, I'm looking at it and saying, yeah, I want to keep them away from, from, from us. <laughs> what's, what's your, everyone's opinion on that? It's a pilot program. Separating well, are you surprised? Is it Bank America, the bank a few years ago that said, "Oh, we're going to start issuing credit cards to illegal aliens"? Yes, it's them. Yes. Okay, that's uh, Get rid of yeah. Them. You're right. You're right. Uh, so that that that's a a, a pretty pretty bad bad uh, scenario. Now the other part, and we can go back to the Bank of America's uh, pilot program. I'm trying to bring out the the things that maybe some people have not captured or have not heard today, but I have. Uh, the smallpox, they found 15 questionable vials of smallpox at a Merck laboratory in Philadelphia. Not far from Jersey, not far from New York, in Philly. Uh, <laughs> is that something that we should be getting concerned that? COVID hasn't worked the way it, it, it's supposed to be, work to get rid of more people, and now they're planning something else. Well, Bill That's Gates scary. always tells us, Bill, Bill Gates always tells us before he's about to do something. So he, he, he made a, a couple different remarks about that and also about how he a couple months ago said, uh, small children around five years old were going to start, we're going to get hit with um, a, a virus that was going to look like polio where they were going to be um, mm. par- paralyzed. And you know what that is. He knew they were going to start vaccinating these kids. And that is a, a side effect of the vaccines is paralyzation because it happened to my friend's daughter. She got completely paralyzed. So wow. after she took one shot. So he came out with that. And then they also talked about Marburg and Ebola because mm-hmm. um, with, with the booster shots, because the people are already micro-clotting, 
um, from the first two, the third one, it's, it's causing internal bleeding. And these people are going to start bleeding out and it's going to mimic these other diseases. And then they're just going to blame these other diseases. Oh, look, this is here. And now you have to get jabbed for that when it's really vaccine injury. So nothing's ever going to be brought back to vaccine injury. It's just going to be blamed on other, other things. That's my take. Correct. Anyone else? Uh, You can can chime in for depopulation. I, if you heard me, I've been, I've been, I've been saying that mm-hmm. on this program for a long time. So, uh, so that's going to be that 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 that's something to be on the lookout. Now, the, I don't know if anyone out there knows what the most vaccinated place on earth is. It's a country in your, <laughs> in, 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 in your, yeah. It's called Gibraltar. Gibraltar has 100% of their folks vaccinated. Guess what? They have canceled officially their Christmas event. <laughs> I mean, you can't make this, you can't make this up. <laughs> I mean, there's no unvaccinated individual in, in the country of Gibraltar, <laughs> And they're canceling. And their hospitals are being overrun. So, Again, we have a pandemic of the vaccinated. So th- that these are things. Another another thing that has been very quiet, but it was it came out a couple of days ago in Connecticut, in the in, in the in the great state of Connecticut, in a nursing home, ninety nine percent of their people vaccinated, eighty eighty nine eighty nine individuals infected. And eight of them die. What does that tell you? Why are we not hearing that on the mainstream media? No, we're not. Because according to Creepy Joe, no one has died from, from the vaccines. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, well, notice how uh, Biden and Tamara did a complete 180. You know, when they were running for office, oh, you can't trust the Trump's vaccine, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now they're vaccine hawks. They've done a complete 180 just to show you they're nothing but deceit and hypocrisy. They're, they're sickening. Hmm. What, what's wow. the recent talk about the Democrats wanting to replace the vice president? Who are they thinking of replacing her with? Or where is she going? Anybody well, hear I, that? I think, yes, I heard, I, I heard that. Uh, I think what, one of the things is the Biden's uh, Jill cannot stand Kamala Harris, and I think uh, they're trying to push her out. And I think they'll. My best guess is that they'll they'll try and bring uh, good old Hillary. <laughs> that's my that's my opinion. So this, Anyone so else be trying? So when you don't like someone, when when your wife doesn't like someone, if you're the fake president, you're allowed to just kick the vice president out and bring whoever you want in. I mean, is this, if you're a what, Democrat only, only if you're a Democrat. I mean, what what where, what universe are we in right now? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it, I, I I I know what what universe. I I I couldn't believe 
what I just said before, this country, 100%, it's the most vaccinated country in the world. And they're canceling Christmas. They don't want anyone to leave their homes. <laughs> I mean, you can't make these things up. It's crazy. <laughs> and who do they blame? One, who do they blame? If there's no unvaccinated people, who do they blame? They're, they're, they're saying that they need the, the booster. They need the booster. <laughs> and so and doesn't everyone? Oh my goodness! Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know if anyone on this phone call has gotten the vaccine, but how many shots are you willing to take before you realize something's wrong? Right. Well, they're just following yes. the government. That's all they're doing. They don't care. They're like exactly. puppets. Whatever the government wants, they do. Exactly. That's a little, but I, what what in regards to why they need the booster now? That would that should tell someone with you don't have to be a rocket science, but someone with just common sense would say, wait a minute, if the first one didn't work and the second one didn't work, what do you think the third is? Is the third going to work if the two the first two didn't work? I mean. A hundred percent. I mean, this, this is the only country on earth that is a hundred percent, and they're they're closing for Christmas. <laughs> you know, it's like it's it's, it's definitely crazy. Uh, I want to touch on, if I may, uh, the trial in Wisconsin, in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, this is a trial not about Kyle Ritter House. This is a trial about self-defense. Okay. I haven't been focusing on the trial, but one thing that I have been focusing on, it's the Second Amendment. Um, anyone want to chime in on, on the yeah, current yeah, trial? I don't, it's not time? a trial against Kyle. It's a trial against, it's a show trial for any of those who are thinking of opposing the Democrat stormtroopers. This is like the prosecutor had the the. I'm going to have to use the word balls to say that these people are heroes. I mean, I'm shocked no one got up in the courtroom and slapped them right across the face after that crack. But that's what it is. It's like, no, you will not defend yourself and try and stop our mobs. That's the message. That's a very, very good. Anyone else? Um, yeah, why is BLM... Why is BLM out there freaking out? Because didn't aren't the three guys that he shot? He was white, and I think he shot all white guys. And yes. I think one was a, one was a pedophile, one was a white beater, and one was a burglar. So it's not like he <laughs> shot three upstanding <laughs> citizens. And so I don't understand what what is BLM fighting for? What did they? What's their problem with who he shot? It sounds like he cleaned up the streets. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> as as he was putting out a fire, he was putting out a fire, and then he cleaned the street. That's crazy. That is, that is totally totally uh, comical. At least <laughs> at least it sounds like we have a, a halfway decent judge. He kicked MSNBC out for good. Right for. Mm-hmm. Sending somebody to follow the bus, the juror bus, 
So at least we have a judge that should be following the rule of law. And um, his ringtone is uh, that proud to be an American song. So that gives us some sort of hope that he's going to make the right, I mean, that the jury, uh, hopefully everybody makes the right choice here. And and, right. and finally puts, shows these, these thugs that they don't run our country. And where's right. the National but Guard? I, well, the, the governor, Tony Evans, uh, has the National Guard out there uh, waiting in the wings uh, just in case yeah, like something happens. Yeah, they're like 20 miles away. Yeah, they're far away. They're not up close from what I hear. Right, right. But I think, again, this whole trial is about the Second Amendment. And the sooner individuals realize that it's not about Kyle, it's not about anything else, it's about the Second Amendment. It's it's, it's a defeat will be significant because it will take away that right that every, every American has to be able to defend themselves against an intruder, against anyone coming at them. And that's what Again, is, is a, 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 a stake yeah. right now. Hmm. Well. Well, look at Australia. They gave up their guns, and look where they are. So everybody give up your guns if that's what you're going to be, locked in your house for the rest of your life. Exactly. That was a very good point. Australia, in 2006, uh, the Australian government started confiscating uh, guns because they created this whole scenario that the crime was out of control in Australia most of the citizens panicked, and they decided that they would turn in their guns. And after that, today, Australia, you don't have any human rights at all. No rights at all, totally. At least we have a chance. They don't have a chance at all, totally. But uh, the good thing, the positive thing in regards to the, to the vaccine and, and the jab is that one-third of healthcare workers in the United States are still not vaccinated, okay? So, you know, we had the, the governor of New York, uh, Kathy, uh, Kathy Hochul. We've had uh, the governor of Washington, Jay Inslin, all attack health work, uh, healthcare workers and basically saying, well, if, if you don't take the jab, you're out of a job. The good thing is a lot of a lot of healthcare workers are resisting still. So we we got one third of healthcare workers that are still fighting against uh, getting injected. Anyone? Well, the healthcare that- workers, I think they were on the front lines, right? Right. They were correct. So, they were on the front so line. They, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't get COVID, and if they did, they they fought it off. So, what's the problem here? Why do they need to get jabbed? Because they they would have been all dead if you know if they were working with COVID people. You know what I mean? Yeah, Somebody I had lots of nurses. Yeah, I had lots of nurses work with me when I had the virus, the so-called virus. And none of the nurses that worked there got it. 
and they're okay. I, I survived, and they survived. They didn't, they didn't get the virus. So why do they yeah. want to punish them make, and make them get it? You know, they have this one didn't get it, and they thought some of them have been fired. That's disgusting. That's just awful. Well, I think they're doing that with with the firefighters now too, and the police. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. Uh, policemen. You know, but if you go, but if you go to the state of Florida or other states, uh, especially Florida, Governor DeSantis said, "You guys can come over here." We won't be mandating anything. So I think uh, the state of Florida is, is, is definitely, right now with the Santis, uh you can't go wrong. Yeah, I think but he's any, going to be running for president eventually. <laughs> eventually, yeah. Uh, I, I just want to get a perspective of what, we see out there in regards to topic that we had with the supply chain. What are we seeing in other parts of the country uh, in regards to when you go to the supermarket, do you see shelves are empty or prices double and triple what you've seen before or, or what? Just get a little perspective from everyone. New Jersey is definitely, um, prices are skyrocketing. Going out to dinner, uh, used to, for three people, it is like $200 now. It's like insane. I'm not even kidding. And, um, the shelves are definitely dwindling. Things are dwindling down. You do see things not being restocked. Um, things that I bought used to buy at Wegmans, uh, they haven't had for a month now, haven't restocked um, certain things that I used to buy all the time. So I've definitely been stocking up on a lot of water and um, canned stuff, you know, mm-hmm. stuff that you can have long term and, um, and, and vitamins and um, anything that can keep you healthy, keep your immune system up. And um, I think it's going to be a long winter. <laughs> Oh, I, I did hear. I did hear something about they're going to start putting stuff in our food. Hmm. Well, I haven't heard that part, but we we got sixty minutes. Uh, last thing is, uh, I mean, sixty seconds. Last thing is that, uh, Mark. Let's. Uh, yeah, I want to say we're sponsored our, our by sponsor. Yeah, it was sponsored by Students for a Better Future, a 501c3. If you can, please go to our website and donate. Uh, 100% of anything given goes to the cause, and we spend a hell of a lot more than that's donated. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Definitely. And uh, we also have to praise Doreen Ann, who's she's basically uh, the leader of that Students for a Better Future. And uh, Right? Mark? Yes, I affectionately refer to her as Her Highness. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Okay, so next week we'll have another another fantastic guest. Uh, and like I said, we're, we're, we're starting to line up. Uh, Peter was a star today. Uh, if anyone out there has recommendations or are interested in getting getting someone, let me let us know. 
All right, so have a blessed week. God bless America, and we'll see each other next week on the Cisco Falso Hour. Good night. Good night. God bless. Good night. Good night.